WBNE. This episode of Bacon and Eggs contains spoilers for all three Lord of the Rings movies, and maybe the Hobbit movies, and every single season of Grey's Anatomy. Uh, may the odds be ever in your favor. Oh, it also contains spoilers for the Hunger Games movies, and the Hunger Games audiobooks, and I don't know what else. Have fun. Howdy, Yokes. Before we get started today, we would just Howdy, Yokes. Before we get started today, we just want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by the new and improved WBNE.org. Still moderately under reconstruction, but more things have been added. Uh, WBNE is the network that hosts Bacon and Eggs. Uh, it, it also has other great shows, like That's What I'm Talking About, who like is hosted by our guest today. Uh, and it has Hello from Elsewhere and Sincerely Us and Late Party and Bagels. And uh, I must have forgotten somebody that will be very mad at me. Uh, uh, but we're working on making the website pretty again and adding like different things that you can like services you can get from us things that cost dollars things that don't cost dollars things that you know just better ways to keep in touch with us uh it's also brought to you by uh the bacon and eggs fans facebook page our facebook group where you can join and vote on not the movies we cover but you can you can leave reviews for the movies we do and those go on the big board at the end of the show so those are two totally free things that you can do this is me tyler not asking for your money at the beginning of this episode so check out those two things and uh we want to make this podcast better we want to make it the best it can be we want to make it easy for you to engage with the community therein so thank you for participating and thank you for listening Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Burger and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're going on an adventure. Or maybe we're just returning a piece of jewelry to the manufacturer. So find your eight new best friends. And don't pass. Because today we're bringing you the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. Could you hear the colon in my voice there? I just want to make sure that the colon in the middle of this movie title came across. I, you make it sound like the colon is not belonging. We're joined by a guest this week, none other than the brilliantly talented, hilarious comedian, Slitherclaw herself, Mary Clay Watt. Welcome to the show. Not responding to the Slitherclaw thing. Hello! <laughs> You're famous on TikTok, right? No. I. Mm, that sounds like a lie to me. That sounds like something Charlie D'Amelio would say. If I was like, hey, Charlie, are you famous on TikTok? I don't know. She'd be like, is. I don't know who you are. Yeah, I've seen more um, Mary Clay Watt videos than Charlie D'Amelio videos for sure. Oh, 100, 100% so. For sure. 100%. Mostly because I follow Mary Clay Watt on TikTok, and I do not, <laughs> under any circumstances, follow Charlie D'Amelio. I think when I see a Charlie D'Amelio video, I highlight this, I hold my thumb on the screen, and then <laughs> click I click not show, interested. Right. I, less from this account. <laughs> I did that earlier because Charlie D'Amelio sang like a song or something that like uh, somebody, uh, other people that I like were singing, and it came across on my TikTok, and I was like, mm. Nope, not happening. Anyway, um, yeah, there is a colon in the title of this movie. I don't like uh, when movies do, like The Hunger Games did this, where they did The Hunger Games, colon, Mockingjay Part Games. 1. I think they should have done that with the first Right, one. that's what I'm saying. If you're going to do it all for, it, if you're going to do it, it has to be The Hunger Games, colon, The Hunger Games, right? Like, that's, it has, that's what the first one it's has for, to be. It's for the dumb people who don't know that, oh, it's it's for all of the franchises that don't have Fro Frodo Baggins and the... 
Fellowship of the Ring built yeah. into it, you know? Like, you know, you don't need a Harry Potter colon Prisoner of Azkaban because Harry Potter is in all of those titles. Who are you talking about? I don't know, some random boy wizard. Oh. Um, mm. I like I like Frodo Baggins. A Wizards lot have to be old people, according to Jokin, Rokin, Rokin, Token. Uh, anyway, hello, listeners. This is we're joined by Mary Clay Watt. We're talking about Lord of the Rings, hey, the Fellowship Ada, of the maybe Ring. Maybe a little bit of excitement. Maybe a little bit of hello, listeners. We're talking about the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it was directed by Peter Jackson, released uh, December 19, 2001, 6,873 days ago on a $93 million budget, made $887.9 million worldwide. Got a 91% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, 95% audience score, and a 92 on Metacritic. I have a negative review here from Jason Clark, Matinee Magazine. Says, for all its good choices, there's something deeply wanting about Jackson's vision. Tyler, give me a positive review. A positive review? You went through that so fast, I didn't have a chance to get well, it. Well, you could. Here, here's the thing. You could. You could. <laughs> Do it before we start. Like this is a I true do, fact. And put it in the show notes where I put mine and the other one that you have to read and everything else that you have to read but didn't read. You could try it. Just one week. There's a spot for it and everything. Jack wanna... Matthews at the New York Daily News says, if Fellowship hasn't rescued an otherwise dreadful year, it at least gives us something to look forward to. Same time next year. Deadass? Oh. My brain just broke and I was like, what happened in 2001? I know, right? <laughs> Whoops. Um, How awkward is it? for the release of the film following this in the year what 2002 two yep called the two towers yeah like yep. yikes anyway here we are fellowship of the ring what do you think guys it'd be super awkward if if there was like a fourth film that came out in 2020 that was like the lord of the rings the plague of the lands <laughs> the, pl- <laughs> the the plague of the, the ring plague. the plague the plague 19 the plague that sauron did nothing about <laughs> right but this isn't a, this isn't a represent. It's not a representation of real life at all. There is absolutely no metaphorical representation or allegorical representations in these works. Not about the war. Okay, hold on. Back it up. Back it up. I actually have a thought on this. Listen, I'm not a Tolkien scholar like some folks that I know. Uh, but I think just because heavily inspired by does not necessarily mean allegorical reference. Is is I how was I being feel about very this. sarcastic. Because this work is riddled with allegorical and and symbolic references. But Tolkien was just very famous for being like, no, it's not about the war. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not about the war. And it's, it had, no, there are no Christian themes in it at all. No ties to Christianity. Um, what do you mean? There are less direct Christian themes in this than there are in C.S. Lewis's works. Well, in the, in the books more than the movies, but, um. Yeah, but like. But like there, like there's a whole. Chronicles of Narnia has Lion Jesus. There's, yeah. Yeah. There is not Lion Jesus in this one. No, there's a whole scene in the book where like they're washing, they're leaving Moria and they're washing, uh, their feet in the river in Lorien and it's very symbolic obviously of like baptism and like washing obviously. away your sins but nope no references to Christianity here I don't know what you're talking about I don't know here what Mary you're Clay talking about talking about obviously like everybody's read these four extremely long books to get these references there's three the Bible yeah, and then as there's well. also the Bible yeah you have to oh. read the Bible to get the whole foot washing <laughs> thing as well you gotta get pretty freaking deep into it okay, too okay but we're not yeah we're it's not like all the way in the third act yeah. here to talk about the book. The addendum. I did that <laughs> yeah. for over a year. I'm done talking about the book. Let's talk about this movie. Let's talk I about this talk movie. About, we have to. I want to talk about cast. Score. I want to talk about cast. Well, we have to give scores for it. Oh, scores. I have my score. We you do ready? scores at the top. Yes. Mary Clay, give we me a uh, out of a hundred. Mm, not prepared. Um, 
88. Okay. Interesting. I don't know. I don't I, know. I have 88. I don't I think know. This is your score. I mean, it, I, it's higher than I thought you were going to be. It is all the same time. Me, Yeah, it's quite a bit higher than I in, in two hours. Yeah. No, no. See, that's the thing. I don't we like We will give this. you an offer to to amend your score at the end. You have to keep the 88 in mind. Although I don't think me gushing about this movie for the next two hours hopefully doesn't lead you to being like, I nah, changed my mind. It sucks. <laughs> right? <laughs> Mary notorious for changing her mind mid-thing. Thank you. Well, Ethan, you're what not is, wrong. what is your score? I think I know Ethan's score. I do. Yeah, what is but it? I, do you think you know my score? I do. What do you think my score is? 94. Oh my God, I think you're a 93. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, you were close on me. Mine's a 95. 95. 76. Yeah. Really? 76. 76. 76. As in trombones? As in trombones led the big parade. Either now, I'm I might offended. give the two towers 110. Um, cornets. Close at hand. Can't be cornets. With the hundred, no, with can't 110 cornets. No, with 110. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> 76 trombones led the big parade with 110 cornets close at hand. They were followed by rows and rows of the finest virtuoso. They were something in every shape. And then they were copper. Co I don't remember. Anyway. I'm hurt by your 76, Ethan. I need some explanation from you. I know. You. I thought it would at least be 80s. I thought about 80s. I really did. But uh, the further and further I got into this one, the less and less I enjoyed it, honestly. Like. Okay, I, I will agree here. So I didn't get to. I apologize for interrupting. You're fine. I didn't um, get to come on talking about the first hour of this movie might be my favorite hour of cinema. Really? Uh, yeah, the we, first hour? Well, so so we talked a lot about the, uh, Mary Clay and I did did indeed talk a lot about the, um, like the minute five to minute 35, 25-ish, the Shire scenes, right? Like they're yeah. very nice. They're very good. The first five minutes is, is, a, is a doozy, an old doozer, as it were, uh, with, the, with the introduction of everything that's ever happened in the third age of myth. Third age? Oh. Third age? Third age. I was waiting for one of you to call me on that one. If is it third age? Oh no, sorry. No, I'm paying attention to something that I accidentally clicked. It's fine. Third um, age of men. Third age of men. I don't second know. Second age of men. I don't know. Here's, here's my. Here's anyway. what I love about Lord of the Rings is there's so much more for me to learn. That's that's in that I so, know I, so I, little, but I love it so much. We do need to do our audience reviews as well, and I'll get to those in a minute. But I it, the one I didn't pick was uh, from Claire because we read a review from Claire last week. But I do actually want to read what Claire said anyway. Uh, she gave it a 90, which I think is too high for the, the reasoning she gave, but she said, uh, because sticking to source material is not what makes a good film. Great cinematography, great story can drag. In, great cinematography, great story can drag in certain places. For what it did, it was amazing. Not going to be what I turn on for any general movie night. Now I do think this is a fantastic adaptation of the source material, and I think that they got a very good, concise story. But it is let down by cinematography, by filmmaking style, and by action or not action, uh, by acting to a point where it's it's become almost irredeemable for me. I completely disagree. Um, uh, on every time least... Elijah Wood is on screen. It's bad. Anytime uh, I disagree. Anytime uh, Viggo Mortensen says anything, except for in in the 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 prancing pony scenes, it's bad. Better, how dare you? I disagree you? entirely. Okay, okay. For for I I agree wholeheartedly with the Elijah Wood thing. He's oh. he's good in a lot of moments, but he's not great in more moments. I would say, especially all of the lights in my. Let me turn on my twenty thousand that barely made it better. Whatever. Let me let um, me say one more thing real quick, okay? Normally, when people talk about a movie that has great cinematography, right, they just say, wow, I really love the shots in this. I really love the cinematography. But all anybody can bring themselves to say about this movie specifically out of the three of them, but the trilogy is a, oh, wow, it's great landscapes. 
Landscapes. Yeah. It because does, everything hey. else is bad. Because everything else is bad. Okay? I don't I think just, everything I else just, is bad. I think a, a lot of... There, there was one of, scene in the Nazgul where they switched from one Dutch angle and then turned it and then to another Dutch angle and then turned it in an unnecessary quick cut that I could have made in Windows Movie Maker in 2001. Okay, so the Naz action scenes not were great. so... Were not I don't want to say not great. They were they were so up and down because there were certain parts of action scenes where I was like, this is amazing. This is why when I was a kid, I would go out and play with toy swords and toy bow and arrows for hours and hours and hours because I love these action scenes and they're so well choreographed and they're fantastic. And then there would be other parts like moments later and I would be like, this literally looks like the Princess Bride. This looks like the campiest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It's so bad. I, okay, so I do want to just, I, I agree with you there, but so I, I, I've, I've truly come to think about this one is if Peter Jackson has no directing style. You could show me a piece of cinema Peter Jackson made and I'd be like, okay, that's and, a movie, yeah. right? You know, I see- A lot of tight shots. I would see a lot of tight shots on faces. I think that was Which is something only, I hate. <laughs> I think the tight shots on nuts. faces was only because of trying to get around all, doing force perspective and and uh, CG and other green screen stuff with the hobbits. For I, sure. I don't hobbits, think there yeah. would be nearly as many close-ups if it weren't for having four other characters that are supposed to be like four feet tall. Correct. That being said, it's a, it's a, it's a technical marvel. It's a masterpiece. It is a, a, a perfect adaptation of this movie. I, I don't think they could have done specifically this book from what I remember from from when I read it and everything it's like this is a complete story like normally when you talk about a, a book to movie adaptation it is the the adapting part that lets it down right it's like even if you haven't read the book you can sort of tell that they tried to stick too close to a thing but missed and then that's what ends up making it not such a great movie I think a lot of the other things here are what let it down and yeah Elijah Wood and, and Viggo Mortensen cannot deliver a line to save their lives uh, I'm sorry see, they just I, I want to disagree with you here Ethan, because I was watching this movie and Viggo Mortensen Elijah Wood Sean Aston, uh, Billy Boyd, and oh my god, what's the other one? Monahan, Dominic Monaghan. Dominic Monaghan, uh, Gimli, 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 Gimli. John Reese Davies. John Reese Davies, Orlando Bloom, and uh, Sean oh Bean. Oh my god. No, not Sean Bean. Specifically, Ian not McKellen. Sean Bean. Oh, Ian McKellen. McKellen. Uh, yeah, very all, much not Sean Bean. All of these characters to me are like, I know this is not true but they're like actors that are so good and so perfect for these roles and i understand your issues with viggo mortensen and frodo delivering lines but viggo mortensen is the coolest person to have ever been in a fantasy movie every other cool actor in a fantasy movie wears transition lenses period end of story when they're not on set they're wearing transition lenses with nose pieces i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that i'm just saying that they're total freaking nerds viggo mortensen is a genuinely cool person who played this role and goes all in on it and i i dig that that doesn't make him a good actor, but it makes him cool and in on it. So I'm I'm down with that. Sean Bean and Liv Tyler pulled me straight out of this movie. Every time they were on screen, I was like, yeah. what are you doing here? That You don't belong here well, even a little bit. I think that's easier for me because, I, I mean, like, I agree with you, but I think it's more, I don't know. I think most of that feeling, though, for me, comes from the fact that A, I hate Boromir, and B, Arwen's character is just such a joke, and they, they really, they really tried. They really tried they're like we're gonna put more female characters in except just kidding she's gonna come in to only serve male characters and then she's gonna smooch a little bit with Aragorn and then you don't see her again until a random dream sequence in two towers and yeah and, and that why 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 I why? mean it, it was still it was still better 
than than the book where literally they make eye contact from across the room in Rivendell and then two books later they get married. So, so, I, but... Yeah. That is the one thing that's always driven me crazy about the movies though is because like, I like Eowyn so much better. I have... I like her so much better than Arwen and he still well, ends up with Arwen. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, no, no, no. That's not until Two Towers. That's not until Two Towers. I'm gonna hold that in for two weeks. It's gonna boil and fester and then the second we click record next week we are going to talk about the uselessness of this love triangle correct yeah absolutely but i don't like it's it, the things i love about her have nothing to do with the love triangle i just she's a badass i love her the so the love triangle i remember watching these movies when i was a kid and really not understanding anything like i just didn't pay attention <laughs> to the dialogue even a little bit but i remember really thinking like i don't get the love triangle it's probably better explained in the books no. And what I'm hearing is that it's there's just no, not. <laughs> there's no, it's literally like, it's, let's see. It's like Eowyn is a, is an arrow pointed towards, towards Aragorn. And then like Aragorn and Arwen are like a dotted line. And like, that's as close <laughs> as you get to it being a love triangle. Yeah. Um, and then Faramir, nope, that's two towers. And we're the, other point, the other point I do want to make is uh, after they get out of Moria, this movie is a mess. I it's because they agree. they really rushed a lot in yeah. uh the last I don't know yeah thir- 40 minutes and because there's I'm assuming there's a lot that's in the extended edition uh Couldn't in tell the you. in Lorien that yeah I haven't seen it yet either I'm assuming there's quite a bit from the elves that was cut but like they spend a good three chapters with the elves and then they're maybe with them for five minutes and then Galadriel just comes in like oh okay 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 yeah you want to talk about a moment where the movie pulls me out as Galadriel Galadriel being like Galadriel. I am the mighty queen Bitch, I will the kill all. Effect. Okay, I know you guys have. Ha, you're not. You're not decom boys. You're not Disney Channel boys. But the listeners will understand what I mean. The special effects that they use for Galadriel when she goes like evil ring mode is very similar to the effects they use for Calabar in Halloween Town when he's coming out of the movie screen and at the end of the movie too when he's like, it's terrible. It looks, and same with the Balrog. It looks like. Oh, I disagree on the Balrog. It looks like. A 3D effect on a ride at King's Dominion. Not even Bush Gardens. King's Dominion. So, MC, you 3D talked a lot about ride. This. You talked a lot about this on the episode we did together about not specifically about the Balrog, just because that hadn't quite come in yet. But but, but the CGI in general, it doesn't bother me nearly as much as it bothers you. Honestly, the the point that I've come to with Ooh. this now is I am so bugged by the editing of this movie because there's a scene, the scene where they are uh, where Legolas like first sees the orcs in his mind, the Urukai in his mind at the end when they're coming to attack. Oh right? god, and it like so flashes bad. back and forth, and and it's is these like it's yes. transitional like, overcuts. And I literally was sitting oh, here, I god, paused I it, and I was it. like, this looks like the war movies we used to watch in like high school history like when yeah, the substitute would, would come in and be like okay today we're gonna watch glory with matthew broderick <laughs> how dare <laughs> that you is glory what this is, is a great film <laughs> but that's what this matthew is because broderick that's what it looks like no wrong. Uh, but yeah so when they get it and, and i've had this feeling ever since i was a kid i never understood the last act of this movie oh. like, like two towers straightforward got it every time return of the king mm-hmm. straightforward got it every time after they get out of moria in this one i'm like what happens and, and, the, and it's the thing that bugs me is I never know where they end up, right? Because they, if you look at a map and there's, there's an interactive, uh, 
map that I can place in the description for this, where you see um, it shows you the map, the, the path through Middle Earth that each team took. Mm -hmm. And if you match it, so the Boromir line goes to the end of, of this movie, obviously. And Rip. if you look at where the Boromir line ends, <laughs> they're like 85 feet from Mordor. They got like all the way there in the first movie. And I have, it, you don't get any mm -hmm. sense of that, right? You, because the journey is still so arduous from then on in. Well, you get the mm -hmm. moment where Sam and Frodo, like, okay, there's a few moments at the end of this movie where Sam and Frodo die, like, yeah. three times. Like, the first time, Sam oh, yeah. drowns. What a great, what, what a fantastic way to end it, though, right? Sam runs out into the water. Sam, you can't swim. Dead. No, like, I think it should have ended, uh, it could have been earlier when the Nazgul come to the Prancing Pony and stab but it's stab pillows just kill Sam. but it's like no but it's like oh we we like zoom out it actually was the hobbits the <laughs> it end. was no, them. But, that's but it Frodo <laughs> has to save Sam right it, it doesn't matter it does, like he doesn't need Sam for the rest of it he uh, has to save Sam because because Smeagol did not save Deagle not, mm. but here's and then and then literally like the next shot is their boat going over the waterfall <laughs> yeah, what was the point of that <laughs> Okay. Like, okay, so they died. No, and then, no, they don't. And then go... the next shot is them like on top of a mountain, being like, "There's no, Mordor." They don't. They don't. They don't go over the waterfall. They send Boromir over the which, without the context, right? From but, the, see, which... that's the thing, Mary Clay. We're not here to talk about what happened in the books. That's the problem. I know. I know. No, no. But you're t in the movie. Legolas, are, Legolas says they've already made it to the eastern shore, so they yeah, just no, I got rode that, across. But... They rode across the river. They didn't go over the thing. And then Boromir was sent down the river because those waters flow to Gondor and he would have metaphorically been brought home and that's like the best burial they can give him in that kind of a situation it does look very silly with no context of like well we're gonna yeet him off a waterfall <laughs> bye Boromir see you next year um they talk uh, about the eastern shore let me tell you the eastern shore across the Chesapeake Bay no we're not <laughs> you can't just see it okay there's a horizon it's I, not okay. just like 20 yards of river. Yeah, I don't I don't know why they said okay, okay. Hey, I don't I don't I don't know where to <laughs> You know what I'm saying like what keep thoughts? Out, like when Wait. when Legolas says they've already made it to the eastern shore, I thought Legolas was like that was like conjecture. Legolas being like they probably already made it there as opposed to being like I can see with my yeah, elf eyes. I don't look, I I'm not going to do any I'm not going to attempt to explain Legolas because even in the books he is a uh, mystery. So I'm not going to attempt to I, Hey, I do, I do though, I do though, just want to talk about how perfect of a little elf boy Orlando Bloom was for this role. It's so good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Specific, like, okay, so like they, they. You know why? Because Orlando Bloom's cool. He was cast in this role two days before he graduated from drama school. Can you imagine? Like, good job, like. You did it. You did it, kid. And you then made he's it. Will Turner. And then he gives up Will Turner. Um, and now he's back as Will well, Turner. I mean, oh, is, is he, he uh, back? I think so. That's just Will Turner. To hear. He's a great character. Well, he's still Davy Jones now, right? Yeah. Something like that. I like, don't know. I haven't seen the fourth Flying movie. Dutchman. Well, <laughs> I have not seen any of the movies. At the end movies. of three, which is the last one he's in, he is the Flying Dutch. He is Since Davy Jones. The one where there is a mermaid, and then I think Sam, the what's his name? Sam Claff, Claffin, Claflin, or I think is his name. Was just in call that him Finnick O'Dare, please. Finnick O'Dare, thank you. <laughs> 
Um, um, I do really quick want to read our, our listener reviews so we can okay. finish yeah. that set. Um, Oops, what a good 20-minute tangent. So uh, Casey Winters, host of Hello from Elsewhere, says, Philippa Boyens, Philippa? Philippa Boyens, Fran Walsh, and Peter Jackson face the Balrog of translating the screen, translating to the screen one of fantasy's most beloved classics, deftly avoiding the abyss of book-to-film adaptations. Yep, I, so I want to, like... <laughs> It so was you have to so read another, the other one. Oh, I don't have the doc on it. <laughs> well, what did we talk about earlier in this episode? <laughs> I do now. Do now. Uh, Nora says, excellent. <laughs> Nora says, excellent landscape shots. Amazing cast and effects. Both a good adaptation and great movie. So that is not just distributing adjectives. It is not both good. It is not both it, a great adaptation and a great movie. It's a good so did, adaptation. Uh, and th- a again, I, I do want to disagree just a little bit. It is a great adaptation and a good movie yeah i think it's great yeah it's great on both accounts actually you know what i think that's a good way to summarize my general feelings about uh, yeah about this whole this whole thing in general it's a pretty good it's a actually i don't think i'll say great it's a pretty good adaptation because things happen in two towers that i will scream about next week but but it is uh yeah and they're they're enjoyable movies Warrior doesn't movies. even die in Two Towers, the movie. Two Towers is the best one, hands down. Hands no, to no, on the floor. It's the, I, no, we're not doing I'm, this I'm so right prepared now. to be wrong Next about week. this. Next so week. my, my entire week. life, my entire life since, all, since I had the whole series in my hands, right? Since the third one came out, I've been like, yeah, I like all of them. Fellowship's my least favorite. It kind of drags. I'm not, you know, it just doesn't do it for me. And people every time shot me down and been like, it's the best one. You just don't get it yet. I'm 24. Seven years old, okay? When am I gonna get it? Fellowship when? is the best one. Fellowship is not the best one. Nah. I, I think pass. I think you just like whichever one you want. I don't know. This is I think this is the Back to the Future problem where we were like Back to the Future Two is obviously the best one, even though we were so so wrong. No, no, no. We said it was the worst one. We were right. No. Yes. We said it was no. We said leading up to that episode because of the song that Back to the Future Two. What was the best? No, we didn't. One. If you go listen to Early Bacon and Eggs, that like we were under the impression. Okay, but that I had the seen the Back to the Future movies and knew this wasn't correct. You no, because you even said ah. If you go listen to the first Back to the Future episode, you'll be like, oh yeah, I remember the second one's actually the best one. Because that's the one with like, with the references that people always bring up. That's the one where they go uh, to the future with the, with the Back to the, you know, and the 2012 thing or whatever, 2016. Anyway, it's the worst one. What? This is the when worst it, one. It, this is the worst one. Want to hear a blasphemous opinion? My favorite is Back to the Future 3. Dude, I think Back to the Future 3 is so underrated. Yeah, it really is. great. Oh, okay, great. I thought we were, wow. What a, what a, what yeah, a we are, we are back surprise. to, we are BTF3 <laughs> apologists I mean, here on the show. Part one is by far the best one. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it, not it, even close. Yeah. <laughs> but it, if, you're if it wasn't part the best three, one, they wouldn't have made more. Well, if, no, because yeah, that doesn't hold true for this one either. But you it know does what? because they were always going to make three because they, okay. So here's the other problem. This is, this is my last thing. I do, I do want to say, I do really like this movie. I do genuinely like this movie. Um, It is just not, it is my least favorite of the three. And yeah, the last hour I can do without entirely. See, I, it's the opposite it for me where it's the last hour and a half that I like a lot more than the first hour and a half. Um, also, like... <sighs> because you've actively just read the books. Okay, and? the la- If you I haven't just read you... the books, the last hour is nonsense. I mean, well, it, maybe. But, but like, if you, if you listen to, if you, if you dive deep into, like, what 
what tickles my fancy as a human being, hobbits are like the most interesting thing. Yeah, to I me. don't like hobbits at all. <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> like if you play D&D with me, I play a halfling guaranteed. It's my favorite. I am in this it entirely. Best. I'm in it entirely for Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli. And that is why Boo. I love Two Towers so much. <laughs> they Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two two tower two at least well, book form. Two Towers, the first half was fantastic. One of my favorite parts reading. And then just sharp decline with the the Sam Nope, that's Two Towers. We're doing this. We're not doing it. Fellowship of the Ring. Okay, I want to talk about one of my favorite Legolas moments is when they're on the snow. And this is a great moment that is an Easter egg from the books because in the books they talk about they're on this, they're in the mountain with all the snow and the blizzard. And Legolas is just prancing on top of it, running past all of them because he's an elf who's light on his feet and he like laughs at them. And meanwhile, (laughs) they're all just covered in the snow and they don't do, they don't do that like quite to that effect in the movie. But I really appreciate, that's just like one example of, there were so many small details from the books that they put into the movies. And it's so, it's those, it's those small, it's what um, I really love about the Harry Potter movies too, are, are when they take those small details from the original actually, source and put it into the movie. I was actually about to make a contrasting point to that. Uh, I don't I don't know who of the cast like read the books and was super invested in it. But one of the things I don't like about the Potter films is that Michael Gambon was like literally just showing up to work. Like he didn't care about he Harry Potter at all. He is not Dumbledore. Richard Harris. Yes, he is. Is always yes, he, no. No, I know he, he's he Dumbledore, but I don't. I don't care <laughs> he's about Michael. So Gambon. much better than Richard um, Harris. Fun he's fact: so much, so much better too. Yeah, that's Christopher the thing. Lee, who plays Sir Saruman, yeah. uh, Sir Christopher Lee, uh, was a hardcore Lord of the Rings fan he read the books like every year and he was the only person on the cast to have actually met J.R.R. Tolkien. I knew that. And uh, and I then a little bit more like... mansplainery sounding, he would apparently go to the makeup department to give them tips, which sounds like a fun fact, but I feel like in reality, it was more like the makeup artists were like, the directors gave us a specific thing and we have to do it. You, We can't right. just have an actor come in and we tell can, us like, what You're to not do. even in the movie We're that the makeup much. artists. We're uh, the yeah, makeup Christopher artists. Christopher Lee also had to explain to Peter Jackson what a person sounds like when they've been stabbed in the back with a sword because he like witnessed that happen in the All war. Alrighty then. Yeah. So Sir Christopher Lee. He was uh, like, he was an interesting. Fella. I didn't know. I didn't know that he passed. I, I guess I just yeah, missed that. Yeah. In twenty fifteen, I think. Uh, I was just watching a different one of his films, uh, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> And I was, I, it actually, so him being in both things, obviously this is so much better than Attack of the Clones. And and Lord of the Rings in general is the superior fantasy across genres. I don't care if you're like a Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, whatever, Percy Jackson, whatever your fancy is, this is the best one. Okay. This is the most thought out. You don't get the others without this one, period. I'm going to, I have an unpopular opinion real quick. Go ahead. Saruman is one of the worst parts of this movie. Oh, yes. Saruman because... is one of the best parts of the other movies, but one of the worst parts of this movie. He wasn't supposed to be in this one. He's so easily turned. It's supposed to be, you don't see him until two towers. Just saying. Right, but that doesn't matter because this is how they made the movie. it doesn't matter because it's the movie. (laughs) And it's all one book and it's all one movie. Right, Boromir also doesn't die in in Yeah, that was was really fun. I think probably about a year ago now uh, was when I I spoiled myself that I found out Boromir died. I just didn't know when. And then at one point in 
in a text message you oh it was when i had finished reading fellowship you guys were like rip boromir am i right and i was like what and you guys were like what <laughs> what what <laughs> he got yeah, we had um, two towers. where this movie ends is about like one ch- it fellowship of the ring book ends with frodo and sam sailing off into the sunset together the end and then meanwhile uh everyone is still fighting the orcs and like that's how it ends and then it ends with you open or the two towers you open the book go to the bottom of the first page and boromir is slumped against a tree riddled with arrows i believe more than three by the way i was surprised i was like it's i was surprised by three i I remember it was supposed to be more i remember reading the book and being like no in the movie it's way more than that um, so I was surprised by three. Also, is it is it mean of me to say that Boromir's death scene was my favorite part of his part in this movie? <laughs> he just not hit it like, long enough. Sean Bean is is not a good actor, man. I mean, he yeah, was, he wrong haircut. I it's think, an anachronistic haircut. It drives me crazy. I think he was really good at making you not like Boromir and immediately get a bad feeling about him. I really like the scene where he tries to take the ring from Frodo right before he dies. I agree. And I uh, I like his warning to Aragorn of being like, you're a better man than me, but uh, we are men, just as a reminder. And this ring, it's good. Yeah, he's <laughs> the only one that got it for sure. Yeah, it's good. Hey, it'll get you. <laughs> Which, you know, on one hand, Elrond, you sent these four children, right? I know they're not children, but in the movies, they kind of are. Uh, you see these four children off with like five grown men who are all going to want this thing and are way stronger than them. <laughs> Could you have so a wizard, them. an elf, okay. a never tiring dwarf, a, a deranger, yeah, and, and the king of Gondor, <laughs> and the fake king of Gondor. The the Lord's son, yeah. Steward. Steward. Steward, son. that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, I guess he would be a lord, right? That's how that works. I don't bugging, know. I cannot wait to talk about Denethor, man. Oh my god. <laughs> so this is uh, uh, one of my favorite parts. Obviously, Peter Jackson had to cut parts out of all of it, right? Like we talked about Tom Bombadil on um, Rip. Rip on homeboy, about, and we can talk Tommy about Tom Bombadil if we need to uh, here. I don't though, <laughs> since he never existed in the film canon, I don't feel necessary. Here, like, give, give me a, give me a, give me a, a, a thirty second spiel, real quick. Well, let, let, let me finish that... my point first, and okay, then you can okay, go, go. Uh, go for yeah. Tom Bombadil. Peter Jackson, specifically with this movie, made this movie in a way as to make a really good video game out of it, right? Because like it is just like boss fight, fight after scenes. after yeah. obstacle after boss fight, and there's just like the rest of it sort of has more of a story and the story in this one is just like we need to go from point a to point b how do we make that interesting stick in the way and for that reason the video game was really good but it again the movie is it like there's a kraken yeah there's there's all kinds of stuff about (laughs) bad see oh my god just terrible you complain about the balrog from the watcher through them leaving Moria is just all terrible. It's all okay. terrible. Put it on your old tube television from 2001 I know. and you'll be like, I know, like that, Damn. that with the full, di- which is what was you, really but funny. But you won't because Peter Jackson made these movies in a way that they were never going to stand the test of time. They are coming, they are unnecessarily releasing these in December on in 4K. 4K. On my what birthday. A terrible I don't want to see it in higher res. What a terrible idea. These are going to look terrible. You're going to have to go back and recut it so that there's not an orc transposed over Legolas' face! (laughs) 
It's ter- yeah, it's not going to be a good situation. Um, Which Harry Potter movie is it? Where about. at the end there's like a it's 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 uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Prisoner of I know what you're talking about the freeze. Frame. No, it is not Prisoner of Azkaban. Not the freeze frame. Alfonso Cuarón does no wrong. Although the, I was okay, about the freeze frame is, is wrong. The mist- yeah, the freeze no, frame is the, the mistake of-, of. It's okay. We can all admit it. We can love Prisoner of Azkaban and and talk about how terrible that freeze frame. Don't is. say Azkaban. That's Azkaban. The Prisoner of Azkaban. Wait, Welcome what did I in. did I not say Prisoner of Azkaban? You said As- you said very clearly said Azkaban. Oh, I did not. You went like to. hard S on that. Mm, serious. So, no, I'd like the- to see that prisoner that Prisoner of Azkaban. Show me your shrieking shack. Uh, no, the one that the one that gets me is the, the Harry Potter movie where at the where at, God, some nice wood doggy style. Unpopular opinion: David Yates did the exact same thing as Peter Jackson. They have no style. There's no style to the David Yates. You Potter think David movie. Yates has I, no style? No, 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 no. Hey, I, that point is Sepia one different tone. thing. David Yates was a ter. He did a terrible. Well, I guess that would be the screenwriters that did a terrible job of adapting it from from book to screenplay to movie because the Harry Potter from from book five on terrible adaptations and um, I would say that seven, Lord of the Rings are much better seven and eight stand up Se- okay well seven those don't count because he divided it into two parts those don't count right Peter Jackson but, but, right at Steve least Clovis like, needed to divide them up more I, I would agree with that I don't think it's David Yates' problem but David Yates is just like it's 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 movie directed by committee right like if I watch a a Greta Gerwig movie if I watch a Wes Anderson movie if I watch a Chris Nolan movie if I watch a Ava DuVernay movie like I know I know before you don't have to tell me those people made those movies right like you don't you don't have to tell me shoot it in sepia tone and I'll be like damn I David watched Yates this movie this. he was the Potter guy I watched this movie and I'm like if, if if they had AI in 2001 I would have thought an AI directed this movie so that's kind of what I like about it is that I don't have to like style doesn't get in the way of what I'm looking for here I just want the the image the colloquial like the, the the community hive mind image of reading this book to come to life on the screen and I get that so I have no complaints about the lack of directorial style uh David Yates the, the freaking scene I'm talking about is whenever Voldemort and Dumbledore get into it in the Ministry of Magic, and there's like Voldemort's music video at the end of the movie. Do you remember this? I think it's five. It's maybe five, six. which is the one I've seen the least out of all of them for sure. Because it's terrible. It's garbage. <sighs> They're all fine. Okay, like they're not five not. and say, six terrible they're not so I, six six no listen. six is a bad adaptation six ended up being okay five yes. is both a bad adaptation and a bad movie here's my thing here's my thing i if you were to say tyler we're doing wbne retreat we're going to the beach for a week in the off season and we're bringing a 4k television and we're going to marathon a series of films you get to choose between potter lord of the rings and star wars or the mcu I will literally pick Potter first, despite the fact that it's not the shortest and it's not the best because I think it is the easiest. I think watching Daniel Radcliffe go from age 11 to 19 is the most enticing to watch as a cohesive unit. And even though I think... I wouldn't do Star Wars. I don't know why Star Wars would be at the bottom of this list for me. I think it's the style changes. It's the style changes. There it is. So even though I like Star Wars the best of those four things. So that's, that's, and I like probably Potter the least. Okay, but the life of Aquatic of Stevie Zizu still stands up in 2020. Whereas uh, the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring has not stood the test of time in 2020. So yeah, I wanted to talk about, so some of the um, things that people were saying in Discord today about like their reviews and stuff say, there were a lot of people who were like, it's still holds up today and like uh some people were very kind to say that, then and being hey, like listener the effects aren't that bad and i'm like oh yeah. it's okay listener, we can we can all say it the effects are terrible i want you to take and it one, doesn't hold up i want you to take one thing away from this episode listener mary clay watt the host of that's what i'm talking about 
fucking hates the special effects in these movies. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's not good. Have you, you can seen, tell. Have you seen Star Wars Attack of the Clones? You can tell no, when, hasn't. when. <laughs> I mean, like, and of course, this is coming from a lens of I'm watching this movie that was made 19 years ago for the right. first time in 2020. This is... And but like, there's a moment when Boromir is taking Frodo away when Gandalf dies. Rip, rest in peace. And you can tell that he was carrying a child and Elijah Wood's face was CGI'd onto yeah, the body I remember face. that. Yeah. It's not good. Like, there are a lot of moments like that. And like, See, but I'm willing, I'm willing to look past those, those moments and get over them because a lot of the rest of the story and the, uh, the other effects or the sweep, as I said, as I said in the, uh, in the first movie episode for Tolkien about Peter Jackson is damn lucky the country of New Zealand existed because yeah. he they would be screwed still the, does the uh, <laughs> yeah most of this is no, still wait, there didn't you hear didn't you hear it like just it's gone sl- it just slid off <laughs> it just slid off the face of the earth because yeah Peter Jackson bought it actually so he can make earth. more Hobbit movies <laughs> um so yeah so like I'm I'm willing to look past the the effects being bad and I don't think it's I don't think that brings down the movie as much as it would because the rest of the elements for me stand up pretty well. So the fact that like in 2020, I can look at that Balrog and be like, yeah, it's terrible. But what I remember more from that scene is like Ian McKellen's acting and the rest of the Fellowship's act. That scene afterwards when they're Mm -hmm. outside Moria Mm -hmm. and they're all mourning and it's just so perfect. And And Aragorn Aragorn is a immediately yep. like goes into like survival mode. mode that mm-hmm. he's used to from being right. a ranger and being like we have to keep moving and Boromir is like give them a moment you machine and he's like we have to the orcs are coming Legolas is shocked Gimli is poor Gimli because he they walk into Moria Gimli's like alright gonna see my family gonna see my cousin my friends they're all dead oh no like long since dead like so he has a lot of grief and then the hobbits and then that set that single little Elijah Wood tear going I, down okay. his cheek. They, was that that had to have been like CGI'd in or something. There's no way I, it was that perfect. I love Elijah Wood in this role. I love Elijah Wood as this character. I think he's fantastic. He's fine in most moments. Yeah. He's not good in a lot of them. I was I was a little harsh earlier and I do I do want to say that like they made these movies in one big block and they made them almost completely out of order. Yeah. So there's definitely like scenes later on in both this movie and the trilogy where Elijah Wood just does not have the character. Like he's not in it yet. Right. There's a line. uh, I I swear it was day one of shooting. Uh, It had to be because they're in the woods at the end of the movie and Viggo Mortensen is talking to Frodo. The conversation ends and he turns to Frodo and he's like, the orcs are there. And he goes, Frodo, run. This is literally, this is, that scene (laughs) was actually the impetus for me because I I finished this movie like, I finished this movie like 20 minutes ago before we started this episode. So that scene was the impetus for me coming in here and being like, both of them because they just they weren't cited in yet obviously because they get better at the beginning of the movie (laughs) okay well well first off i want to talk specifically about that scene the fellowship falls prey to like the walking dead effect where there's no way they didn't hear that army of orcs literally it's not like oh the orcs are coming up they literally turn the corner and they're there there's no way right there there's no camera and there's 500 urukai eight feet away from aragorn you didn't and also and also he's like he's like 
up, orcs! And he looks at Frodo's sword, which glows blue when there are orcs nearby, except for he hasn't pulled it out of its sheath. It's only after he pulls it out of its sheath that you see it's glowing blue. So how did Aragorn see it? It's fine. Okay, no. So, but I, I'm going to defend Viggo Mortensen in this role with my life. He is so good at this. Hot. He is so good at this role. So hot. That too. <laughs> there is one line I want to call out when they're on Weathertop after Frodo has been stabbed and like his weird like non-British accent whatever they're going for slips away and he goes like he was stabbed by a Margul blade or something like that <laughs> yeah. to that effect it's truly terrible but other him. than that it's like Morgul blade and I'm like why did you say that that he way he goes that like full a- Liam Neeson in Taken there for a second <laughs> Why? <laughs> anyway, no, he is great. So, okay, uh, someone mentioned. There's a lot of lines, okay? The action, They're going to mess some of them the up. Aragorn the Aragorn lines scenes. get worse and worse as the, the movie goes. No. Just the dialogue. No. The Aragorn dialogue gets worse and worse because it gets okay. so corny and so cheesy. Because they put him unnecessarily in this dumb love triangle where obviously he's more. Compa- but yeah, there's this weird history with Arwen, who, by the way, women, if you are out there listening, and a man asks you, well, I guess Aragorn doesn't ask her. She willingly gives it up because it's hers to give. That's that's nice. If if you are thinking of giving up your immortality for a man, do not do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> we Why? Talked, we talked about this and talking about, but I still to this day do not understand the mechanic of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I think I think in the book, it's also unclear in the book. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, you, she, like, you, you could not lend she, me any clarity. <laughs> she gives Frodo at the end a necklace. And it's my understanding that that necklace holds her like elfness in it. And she's her just like a person now. Because it's, oh, oh, what's really weird. That just reminded me. So obviously we're speeding through this movie. There's no time for no songs, no singing, no poems. And uh, two poems in particular. There's one Aragorn tells the story of Luthien and Baron, which at the time I was like, I'm sure this won't matter. But it was actually basically the only clue that he and Arwen were a thing because the story of Luthien and Baron is Luthien is an elf who gave up her immortality to be with Baron, a mortal man, and then they lived happily ever after until they both died. And the other thing is Aragorn doesn't say in this, I think that there's like one line in Return of the King that I think Arwen or Elrond says, but that's it. He doesn't recite his all that, you know, not all those who wander are lost poem, not all that glitters is gold thing, which is like really, I was like really shocked that wasn't in the movie at all. Granted, it could be extended edition. I don't know. But he says it to the hobbits when they meet in The Prancing Pony to be like, this is a clue for who I am. And then at the end, it mentions something about like, the king, the sword reforged and the king returned. And it's like, I wonder oh. who that is. Do you, so they, uh, he doesn't get the sword until Return That's of the King. A, oh my the God. Which is so funny because literally in the book, they go, they have like the Council of Elrond and mm-hmm. they talk about this blade being broken. And then the next chapter, they go to leave and Aragorn just has the sword and it's fixed. And that's it. That's it's literally like a huge it. plot point in Return of the King, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was they like, have to, like, why? Get it and then bring and then, it to him. Oh my God. I like and it then, better, though. I like it and better. Then, though. Boromir, yeah, I like this version better. Boromir, what a 
dumb, what a dumb idiot. Walks it, the first thing you see him do is he pick, he and Aragorn have this like weird eye contact dick measuring contest. And then he picks up the, the thing and pokes it and it's like, it's Aragorn's still dick. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but like, so I do want to just drill back on a point you just said. I know I you know like the songs. Said, I know you like the songs in the poems. Oh no, right? I hate the songs. That's fine. That's fine. We okay, can cut well, either the songs. Way, you, you, you've talked about the the their omission in the movies, and truly, uh, I couldn't give a sh- because that would have taken away from the no, single best either. scene yeah. in the trilogy oh. when they finally do use somebody singing in Return Pippin. of the King. Yeah, the best scene maybe in any one. movie. Ever. Also, I'm going to protect you from all the people who are currently getting their phone out to tweet at you. Yes, we know there are other moments where they sing. There are a couple different bar songs. Mary and Pippin sing some bar songs. You can drink your fancy ales. You can drink We're- by the flagon. <laughs> We're referring to the 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 scene where referring Denethor to the scene where Denethor's eating, eating tomato, <laughs> and 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 Billy Boyd sings this song. Pippin, whichever one he fucking is, it's Pippin, I know the yeah. real names, but not the which one is which. I know that Billy Boyd is Pippin. Is Pippin okay? Yeah. And so he sings he sings the song, and there's like nothing else in the background while it cuts over these shots of Faramir getting his absolute owned. I'll say this right now. Uh, as long as we're best comparing scene in them. the movies. By far. Uh, Mary and Pippin are more different than Fred and George. Uh, I know that oh, they yeah. fulfill the same role. I know that that's what JK was doing. Mary and Pippin are better I don't in every think way. Mary she and Pippin was are better than Frodo and Sam in every way. Oh, Mary Mary <laughs> is the best hobbit. He Because yeah. he has all the, fu- he has all the yeah. fun and whimsy and quirk of a hobbit. But and he never loses he's it. He's smart. He knows what he's doing. Like, oh, okay. The the scene at the, when, they, when they get off the boats towards the end of the movie and they're all talking, Mary is the one to look around and go, where's Frodo? Wait, yeah. yeah, everyone. Yeah, eight people that yeah. were sent to protect this one person. Literally, how do you notice when the one person you are meant to protect has gone missing? Especially after Sam, Sam has this whole panic moment in the cornfield when he's like, Gandalf gave me one instruction not to leave you and, the, and to, to always be with you or whatever. And then Sam is just like, oh, crap, Frodo's gone. That's... Uh, I do absolutely love the line where Frodo's like, no, Sam, I'm going to Mordor alone. And Sam's like, I know you are, and I'm coming with you. Oh, yeah, I do love that. Oh, married couple uh, stuff. That almost got me. That got me. I almost that brought a tear near my eye. Oh, I was sobbing the whole time. No, uh, that part, because so, so listeners of Tolkien about know my disdain for Sam from the book. Oh, I just couldn't disagree more. Samwise Gamgee he is my man. is much, much better in the movies. Yeah. However, that last scene annoyed me to no end of him like I'm gonna come out here and drown <laughs> rather than be help remotely helpful I'm gonna come here and drown myself <laughs> so I have a x-ray we I have your copy of this movie on on Amazon digital uh and the little x-ray thing that pops up with trivia was like oh they actually didn't film this scene underwater yeah. and I was like yeah you, no you I can, know you can tell <laughs> you can tell <laughs> you didn't have to tell me I can tell <laughs> What is X-Ray? <laughs> X-Ray is Amazon's like pops up trivia as you're watching. It'll tell you like every actor that's in every scene. Uh, but you, like, that's what it doesn't it's called. Just, like, you happen. can click on it and click trivia and go through a bunch of different stuff and it'll yeah. show you like goofs and but and all this other stuff there's another one where it's like ian mckellen wasn't actually acting against a balrog he was acting against a green pe- a green ball on a stick and i'm like yeah we could have we all they got a real balrog 
<laughs> they d- traipse the depths so of they, hell for El Diablo and from hell. Um. Oh, I want to talk about the music real quick. Mainly, whatever that main triumphant. I don't know what that was. Okay. That's concerning hobbits. Yeah, that would be concerning hobbits. No. There's this one. It's I don't know what it's called yet, but it's like ba 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 da 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 da. You can almost sing it literally every single time. There is a remotely triumphant moment. They 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 were like the music whatever person was like, hey, we came up with these three things, and they're like, great, just use that, use use those the whole time. Rip it and rip it. The other reason this is my least favorite of the three is because they didn't quite have the hang of the music in this one compared to the rest of them. The, I will say the music and the the sound, especially when they're in Moria, is really cool. Yeah. Because as soon as they walk in and the they're like closed in, it's like dead silent. No, it's and very you, good. And the music's very good. Howard Shore is a genius, but I just think he did such better work in, in, in two and three. Yeah. Um, I mean, Concerning Hobbits obviously slaps. Absolute banger. Yep. It's one of the themes I think about for the movie. I, I love the Rohan themes. I love their, their music. Is that what so I was just much. singing? I don't know. No, no. So they don't. So the so Rohan does not come in until the second movie. I don't know if you know that or not. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know what I'm singing. I don't know what anything's called. Right, but like it'd be really weird to introduce their their light motif before they even enter no, the movie yeah, in any way. Yeah, I'm sure. They're my favorite um, characters anyway. I I mean, other than other than uh, like the fact that if if it was Frodo and Sam that had met up with Theoden, I may like feel different about this movie. But like they just put everybody I liked together in that party, and I just wanted to spend oh, more time great. with that group of people. It's great. It's great. Um, I'll tell you, there's a little piece of trivia I love about this film. Like in the oh oh. Oh God! Oh, you froze. <laughs> you disappeared. In the in the middle of the film, uh, like a lot of the chapter titles are said in the movie. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. that. Uh, yeah, when Gandalf rolls up, he's like, "Oh, long expected party, I see." And I was like, "He he said it. He did. He said it. He said yeah. the thing." Yeah. Oh, I love that. And then um, oh, Gandalf also says, um, "He also he's like to the bridge of Casa Doom." And I'm like, that's yeah. also a, that's one. That's a big one. Um, and you know, people people that are complaining about, the chapter names made me think of this. People that were complaining about the songs not being in this, they did listen to you in The Hobbit. And that's why part of the, part of the reason those movies are bad. I have no, Although I, I do like I don't, the music in The Hobbit. I want to be, I want to make sure this is, this comes through clear though. I have no qualms about the songs not being in the movies. I just think it's funny because you literally turn a page in the book and there is a song of some sort. Yeah. So it's just, it's just like really funny for me to see something that was like so and also something that like if you've never if you're just a movie person you have zero idea that literally all they do is sing so i think it's also easier to pass time in the reading like to me reading this book there is no time constraint it can take you a year to get through all three and that's like totally normal right i don't think it was (laughs) i believe me you i could not have finished it in the year you did so. Does uh does Phil Dragish sing the songs? Yes. Yep. Interesting. I hate it's, it when audiobook narrators do that. Yep, it's not great. Except I for really... he doesn't if I recall, it's been a while since I've listened to one of the audiobook chapters, but if I recall, he does it he doesn't like sing them, but he does like a talk sing kind of a thing. Yeah, a lot of people do that and and I that's my preferred method, but really in the age of audiobooks, I just wish people would stop putting songs in books. Well, it's because I don't listen to 
audiobooks at the right speed, right? So when I listen to the song at like 1.5 tempo, it sounds really wrong in a way that just reading the text you know, doesn't. You know who sings a bunch? Uh, Katniss Everdeen. And you know who sang the songs? Uh, new narrator of the Hunger Games books, Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Black. And while she has a very beautiful singing voice, those songs go on for like 145 verses. <laughs> And it's like um, 20 minutes of audiobooks of listening to Tatiana Maslany sing these songs really slowly, but also not sing The Hanging Tree the way they recorded it for the f- movie. I, I, I do want to I do want to give The Hanging Tree uh, uh, recognition where recognition is deserved because that slapped. Right. I but like, like so- that one of my favorite scenes in film, I think, ever is that. Is the scene in Mockingjay Part One where it starts off with her singing it, and they're showing how they've edited the song into a propaganda thing, and then it cuts to one of the districts singing it as they're rebelling and going to blow up the dams, and it's fantastic. It's almost Just as so good as good. Billy Boyd singing while while Theoden gets a shit or Thay- <laughs> not Theoden, uh, Faramir gets a shit rock. It's it's that uh, kind of that kind of good. Oh, Denethor rocks the shit out of a grape. Oh, it's is it a grape? <laughs> yeah, cherry he's, tomato. he's eating grapes, I believe. I thought it was cherry tomato because it looks um, like it might be cherry tomatoes. It ends up looking like blood coming out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which he would have been a better pick for uh, President Snow. Oh, oh, I love Donald Trump. I do too, but I just it wasn't it just, just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Anyway, uh, I love the version <laughs> of the Hanging Tree from the movies, um, and then when we, when they re-recorded. The audiobooks in 2019, uh, they just redid the melody for The Hanging Maybe Tree. Maybe it had something to do with rights. I don't know. Maybe they couldn't get those same rights for the audiobook. I don't I, know. Yeah, I mean, like, it was just a very <laughs> strange call. It's like, first of all, you're going to have her sing the song, which is an interesting call for an audiobook. Uh, second of all, you're going to change it. I don't know. Um, third of all, I think you? Hunger Games would fall lower than Star Wars Come on my Let's Watch This tree. at the Beach list. Well, because it's there's literally Man, not a I single moment that is like... This is fun. It's like three, <laughs> four movies of like of kids. What dying. a terrible dystopian reality we're actually think, living in. I, Tyler, I really don't think I could marathon Star Wars. I don't think I could either. I, it, like, it's, and I love Star Wars, but it's it's so I, I could I could do if somebody was like, let's watch OT or PT or ST. I could be like, yeah, done. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't yeah. Think but I it's could... the three different things, right? Right. Because if somebody was like, hey, let's watch all the Lord of the Rings movies and all the Hobbit movies, I'd be like, mm. no. 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 Yeah. Never. Because no. you have to do the Hobbit second, and I'd be but like, that's, but that's what it's like <laughs> with Star Wars. You get three movies and then three different movies that happened before them. I don't right. know. I'm stoked for the Lord of the Rings sequel trilogy. I guess that's going to come out in 20 years. What? Oh, no. If I they're following it. Star Wars, putting, no, because they're putting so much money into this. Um, Amazon Prime series. Yeah, Peter Jackson's gonna make a Silmarillion movie series. I don't want to see some. I want to see. I want to see a TV show that give me Tom Bombadil. They. Won't. Yeah. No thanks. I'm good. He's okay. All right. Here's my. I haven't He's given pointless. my thirty second. My thirty second okay. spiel. So so first is that I understand why they cut him. For for listeners <laughs> that have not read the books and haven't listened to Tolkien about, I don't know what you're doing. You should go listen to that right now. But <laughs> there's a character who shows up about four chapters into Fellowship of the ring his name is tom bombadil and he is an enigma in the woods and his wife is goldberry and she's hot and they just live there together and he is so powerful and he is the oldest like he was there when the first tree grew in middle earth and he puts the ring on and doesn't disappear and he like does this and then he like takes it off and frodo's like give it here and he pretends to lose it and then he does the thing where like he pulls it out of frodo's ear and then gives it to him that's how what a weird 
weirdly insane. So and then when the hobbits leave and they go off on the rest of their adventures, and that is all you see of one of the most powerful men in Middle Earth. And so Tom Bombadil is Tolkien, right? That is why. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is the self insert. I'm not sure, but he's like he's like the watcher, right? He's he is like this whole thing is happening, but he's the parent. He is like. It doesn't concern. He like stays. Yeah, he stay. He very much stays out of the whole thing because Tom Bombadil will do what Tom Bombadil will do, and that's it. So I understand why they cut him out of the movie. I think it makes perfect sense. The narrative works fine without him, and it rolls along just fine. I just think it would have been fun to have a little Easter egg to him, which a trivia fact says that they intended to do that, but ran out of time to film it. And I just, I just, what the main thing is that I just want answers, and I can't have those answers because Jert is dead. The end. If let's be this is a thought experiment that's posed all the time, right? If you had access to time travel, you know, what would you do, right? I would go back and ask Tolkien, what were you thinking with Tom Bombadil? See, I, I knew you were going to say that. Be like, Here's what I would and do. And also, where are the Intwives? <laughs> I would go back to 1999 and, and figure out which day Peter Jackson told his team, hey, I want to use a bunch of f- slow motion in these movies. But yes! they definitely don't have the technology for it. Yeah. And I'm going to look him dead in the eye and say, Peter, no. No, don't stop it. Particularly. I know you saw the Matrix. I I know you did, man. And you were like, that bullet time thing, can we do that with swords? No. No, Particularly with, apparently, particularly had that that reunion scene in Return of the King, which is, (laughs) we will get to, we will get to. Apparently he had that vision in his mind from like the start of him being like, I think I want to adapt Lord of the Rings into movies. Let me see if I can get it on this project. And apparently that was what was in his mind. So Ethan, I would propose that instead of going back to the day where he was like, let's do slow-mo, I want you to go back even further to the day he conceptualized that scene, that terrible, terrible reunion scene. Correct, straight Gan- up, cannot remember what you're talking about. It's uh, Frodo a- wakes up, it's all in sepia tone, it's all in slow motion, he wakes up and he goes, Gandalf? And oh. then the <laughs> hobbits come running yeah. in and they jump on his bed despite the fact that he was on the brink of death. But it's and just then Legolas in comes movie. in and just stands there awkwardly. It's... When it's they, all terrible. When they reunite in, in Rivendell in this movie after Frodo almost gets killed and dragged away by Arwen, when they reunite and it's all in, again, it's yeah in, in, in the golden light and they just like slam hug in slow motion. Yeah, they do that a lot with the Hobbits. It's painful. I and the ring, about when the... the ring's falling onto people's fingers and the nope. ring dropping in slow motion through the frame. Nope. Yeah, Stop. we don't need that. We Stop. don't need that. We're good. There is a shot. Okay, here's a cinematography moment that's not landscape. That's really spectacular. Okay, there's a landscape shot of the like old tower of watching that we hang out at where we're going to cook bacon on the side. No. Sorry? Uh, what? No, no, it's early uh, where the ring rates attack. Weathertop. And, and Weathertop. Weathertop. There's a shot. There's a great are you talking uh, about landscape the- shot? Okay, but then there's a, a better shot oh, no. where Arag- where 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 Frodo looks off the edge, and then we get a shot of the ring wraiths coming in through the fog. Oh. I don't remember that because all I remember from that scene is the the last one that he sets on fire and how terrible that is. That part is bad, but everything <laughs> leading up to that is like, oh, that's pretty good. There's the great shot right before then, after Frodo stamps out the fire, right? And oh then we get the, then we get the pullback shot to like in the field where you can still see the fire. I love that moment of Aragorn's like, how okay, guys, this? you guys sit here, be quiet, stay here, I'll be back soon. Which I don't know what Aragorn is doing in that time, Ranging. but whatever. And then Frodo, wait, the way it was like very comedically filmed, and it gave me a good chuckle of like Frodo's asleep. You hear, if you have subtitles on, Mary or Pippin says, like, you're burning the tomatoes. And then 
Frodo sits up and then the camera like pans around as Frodo turns and you just see all of these dumb hobbits sitting around a fire cooking food. And he's like, you morons, (laughs) you can't do that. And he goes over and stamps out the fire with this bare foot, by the way, because the hobbit feet are like made of leather, apparently. Well, they don't wear shoes, yeah, right? Yeah. So their feet are always made of leather. Yeah, yeah. they have genetically uh, enhanced feet. Did you not read the first like, chapter? That's a good. That's a good moment. I appreciated that. But yeah, so um, they pull back, and you can still see the fire. And all I can imagine was that eighteen-year-old uh, Greta Gerwig was in her first semester of film school and was like, one day. I'm going to adapt Little Women, and that's going to be all of my transitions. Does okay. that happen a lot in Little Women? Yeah, when she, like, does the, the, the like, low pointed up at the house shot of, like, uh, Joe's window with the light on. I need to watch Little Women again, it sounds you like. You do. I need to watch Little Women. You'd love it. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, women, it's a movie made for women, like, about women, by women. You'd think you would love it. You'd probably Since also that's the only like, thing that matters to you ever. I didn't care when that girl died either. I already forgot her name. Oh Is it God. Marsh? It's Beth. No, that's <laughs> Beth. <laughs> Beth. March. <laughs> Beth March. Yeah. Even I know that Beth dies. Because of friends! <laughs> no, I think it's because of... Did I read... No, I don't think we had to read Little Women in high school. So, um... We want to get not. off on a brief tangent here real quick. Okay, we're going to come back to Little okay. Rings, but I do just need to talk about something. Um, Since the last time we recorded Bacon and Eggs, uh, Regal Cinemas is gone out of business. All gone. And we only have two Wait. theater companies. Regal Cinemas up. on October 8th You're uh, suspended suspended all operations globally. That's on October eleventh or whatever twelfth, they like fired all their employees, all of them. Oh my! Regal God. is out of business now. On bacon and eggs, uh, some people have DM'd me and told me that I was quoted in the first season as saying, uh, "the first, the first, yeah, first year bacon and eggs." When I still lived out in Newport News, as saying that I wish Regal Cinemas would go out of business. Um, <laughs> and I have recently been quoted on Twitter as well as telling everybody not to go see specifically Tenet in movie theaters. And I just want to claim entire responsibility for putting Regal theaters out of business. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to be like, I listen, I love the industry. This isn't what I wanted. No, it's just exactly not apparently what way. I wanted in 2017. Right. Look, okay. So not the Regal, like the Regal, the Regal in Kiln Creek is the worst movie theater that's ever existed. Either we go to an AMC and now, behind a Barnes and Noble. And now the Regal in Kiln Creek in Yorktown is f- closed. I did that. <laughs> I fixed the world. Ethan, I think this is bad news for the industry as a whole, though. So... So then what what movie theaters are even left? AMC. Yeah, AMC somehow hasn't folded. And also there's like a hundred other companies that make movie theaters. Paragon. Cinemark. Alamo Drafthouse. We don't have none of those in Richmond. We got all regals. I don't think we have an AMC. We don't have a Paragon. You got something else. I promise you. We have Bowtie Theater, which I think... Hey, Mary Clay, you know what hasn't closed probably? The Bird. There's a lot of... The... The bird is, uh, it's, it's iffy here in Richmond land. Carytown won't let the bird close. They, no, there's a lot of, of backlash recently because they fired the, the bird has like undergone all these like foundational changes with the people who run it and like the executive committee and they fired the general manager who has been there for years and years and years for basically no reason. Is it actually called the bird? Yeah. B-Y-R-D. It's named after a racist man. It's okay. Oh, I think my kids go to his school. Actually, it might not be, it might not be the same bird that I'm thinking of. There are two, there's at least one person from Richmond named bird and they've already 
renamed the elementary school that was named after him. But I don't know if that's the same Bird Theater in Carytown. But yeah, and 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 did you know yeah. that Roanoke's historic theater? Uh, I can beat myself up because I can't think of the name of the film, but. Uh, the first film that they showed in the Grandin Historic Theater in Roanoke uh, was the first film that had I think, speaking lines for a black character. Cool. Anyway, um, racists in theaters. The customer service I've received at every movie theater I've ever been to has been fantastic, except at Regal's. Um, they're the only theater I've ever had issues with, like legitimate issues. It's weird how you can have issues with a theater. This is a pretty easy transaction. Oh, no, of you, like, no, 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 well, no. So, no, like, here's can. the thing. If the movie that I'm watching, say, fucking breaks in the middle of me watching it. Are you refund. You caught my ticket, okay? AMC comps my ticket. Paragon Cinemark comps my ticket. Regal, that's your problem, mate. Sorry. Go I don't on. know because I've been in I've been in movies at Regal theaters and they've com- that have like broken or whatever and they comp my ticket. I've had this the problem. This I've legitimately had this problem. Me, the only time this has ever happened to me is while I'm at the movies with Ethan. He is the curse <laughs> to the films. I like never once have I been, and I go to a lot of movies. Like I do the podcast about movies. Oh, do you? We're doing it now. I do. Yeah. What? Never do I have issues. I go to. I go to Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald with Ethan. Broke. Well, at a regal. At a regal. Granted, granted, break. should be broken. Pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty terrible broken. film. It broke on itself. <laughs> um, I had to watch Dumbledore the, the say McGonagall reels, like fifteen times. The film reels that they used for 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 Fantastic Beasts were acidic. The moment they were created, and that's it. That's I, so I've it, had this issue by at, where I don't think I don't pray for Ezra Miller and how much I love. I've had this issue at three different Regals where they have not comped my ticket after the film broke. Ethan, well, what customer service department are you complaining to now? They're gone. I'm not complaining to anybody. <laughs> I'm just saying that like he's celebrating. Yeah, I'm celebrating. I'm dancing he's on the grave. He's very happy. He's very happy because somebody else is gonna literally. Uh, that's the only movie theater worth a shit in Roanoke. Somebody else is gonna buy it as soon as movie theaters reopen. It'd be fine. But Regal was also the first one to a i subscribed to regal unlimited right and they did not uh like they didn't stop charging me until way after amc did and they also started charging me way before amc did during quarantine they started charging me a month before their theater here was open like started recharging me again a month before their theater here opened um and when i tell when i when i was like hey why uh and also can i cancel because i don't want to go to the movies right now they're like uh no and no you know what they were scrambling ethan they clearly were (laughs) clearly Um, but they were the ones, so they, there was a customer service manager who was like, Hey, give them nothing. Get, we're tight in there. In their, in one of their, like, we're going out of business, uh, things, their, their, their press releases, they blamed James Bond for them going out of business. They were like, well, I mean, because so they delayed the James Bond movie until April, right? There was a James Bond. See, yes, Mary Clay movies come out. I didn't all the know time. this. Ne- I didn't know there was a new James Bond movie. I haven't. I didn't know there was a new James Mo- Bond movie since nineteen ninety two. I don't know when. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Women seem to think Craig. Daniel Craig's hot. Daniel Craig is hot. Uh. Anyway, yeah. Who. So there's a new James Bond movie it's supposed to come out in November, and then it was going to come out at Christmas, and now it's going to come out in April. And Regal was like, yeah. So, uh, because they did that, we're now fucked. I mean, they were probably well, like, we've got Q4. If we can just make it through this, we've got one big release with James Bond. Maybe we'll get through. <laughs> and then, and then Metro Goldwyn Meyer was like, nah. Yeah, they, they were the first, you. they were the first, uh, theater apparently to cut the deal with Warner Brothers that they would reopen if, if they could show Tenet. Mm. So. Hey, remember Movie Pass? Karma's a bitch, ain't it? <laughs> 
Dude, movie passes scrambling emails were the best. Oh man. I, I paid movie pass a lot of money that I didn't want to pay them because they just committed crimes against my bank account. And then they went away. Where are you gonna do? Where where are you gonna get that money I, back? They um, continued well West Fargo gave it back, but they continued to charge me after they went out of business. Right? I subscribed to Movie Pass about one week before they made that change where it was like select movies only, and then it was like only terrible movies. And yeah. And I never used it. And like my card came in the mail and my dad was like, you know, they're going bankrupt, right? And I was like, yeah, I'm aware. For a shining, (laughs) beautiful four months of my life, MoviePass worked wonderfully. And I did nothing but go to the movies. And we, we killed them. We, ki- we, we killed did them. This. We killed them. We are we are here to destroy your movie theater company. Yeah. So never invite me to go to the movies with you because uh, apparently I'm the curse. He's cursed. So AMC. Anyway, you heard it here first, listeners. Ethan is the cursed child. Yeah. It would be it would have been wonderful child. if AMC took this opportunity to re- remodel those theaters over that by the one. That Ethan, you're such a huffledore. You know. <sighs> He's gonna try and bait. He's gonna try and bait listeners us into any kind of house talk. It's not gonna. happen happen man you, wow the fact that you think that i would do that is so slither of you the only thing i hate the only thing i hate more than hybrid houses is elijah wood's it's, neck the only thing i hate more than hybrid houses His is the house discussion ever see like legitimately they film this is these <clears throat> let me let me list some issues i have with peter jackson's filmmaking in this movie they made hey, elijah wood they made elijah wood look like he has the neck of a Super Bowl MVP linebacker. <laughs> you think so? Yes. I don't think it's, so. It's probably just a unintentional. I will, find, I will find screenshots and send them to you. They also managed to film. Like, they, they tried their damn best to make Liv Tyler look not pretty. What do you mean make her look not pretty? She's beautiful. As I don't think one. there wasn't a single moment mm. watching this where I was some, like, some yeah, she's not uh, pretty. Some questionable, some questionable use of lenses um, in, in, as per face rendering in this movie, especially yeah. in the tight shots. I don't like the tight shots, okay? I really don't. Really don't. A lot don't. of tight shots. A lot of tight shots. You're going to be really close to people's faces here. Not just I the want, hobbits. I want. Kai. Oh, those orcs. Saruman the White. God, hate that. They're that called scene. Urukai. Okay, but they're also orcs. But they're That's advanced also a name orcs. Of a chapter. They're um, super orcs. How does he oh, know su- what a menu is? <laughs> I know it's not this next, movie. Next week, Ethan. Next week, we will get there. Looks like oh, meat. Back on the menu, boys. Back on the menu, boys. <laughs> hey, Ethan. What do you see? Man flesh. Ethan, hey, how long did it, uh, how much time did it take you to tie that bow tie? <laughs> did it take a long what? Oh, that was, oh, that's my favorite did thing. It oh, I, set that, I set that up wrong. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, that reminds me, that reminds me. Um, so we all know the zip code to Beverly Hills is? 90210. Okay, great. Do you guys know the zip code for Dawson's Creek? No. It's 90108. 90108! To me, is that the How theme song to Dawson's Creek? That? Oh my god, it was a I didn't joke get it. Song. I've never yeah, seen a single second of Dawson's Creek. Yeah, the theme song for Dawson's Creek is I don't want to wait for our lives to be. Literally, I was introduced to, to James Vanderbeek when I watched Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, and they were like, You're James Vanderbeek from Dawson's Creek. And I was like, Guess he is. Oh my god! I can't. So, man, quick, I'm 0 for two with that joke delivery. I thought it, I it's a good joke, but I just didn't. The last you time you I did heard great. It. Okay, Mary Clay, you did great. Thank you. Thank I you. I didn't have the necessary <laughs> capabilities. Background. Yeah. <sighs> okay. George wait, O'Malley I wanna, is you know, dead. George O'Malley is the fucking worst. Okay. 
George O'Malley is the worst. Um, why do they have to die? In I this hate his whole storyline. His whole family, his uh, whole existence. Are we on, I hate him. Are we on? Yeah, this is, this is the Anatomy. part of the show now, apparently, what's where Tyler and I complain about Grey's Anatomy because that's, yeah, that that's Anatomy. what we've become to our because significant others. Because I'm accidentally others. watching Grey's because Anatomy. Because I'm accidentally that's watching Grey's Anatomy <laughs> and I'm invested and they just <laughs> killed Derek Shepard and I'm not okay. You are like six seasons ahead of me. Okay, so how do you accidentally watch Grey's Anatomy? Because okay, because are, because I I wake up in the morning. Who watches a lot of Grey's I, I Anatomy? I wake up in the mornings and Kate has come home from work and is watching episodes like of Grey's Anatomy. Okay, and I'm sitting there on my phone being like, "This show's stupid." George O'Malley, I hate this guy. These people are the worst. And then he they died ki- like twelve seasons ago for and you. And then they kill well, and then they kill Mark Sloan, and I'm crying my. F- eyes out they it just happens everyone. it sneaks up on you nobody can survive me. nobody can be happy shonda rhimes is a murderer i think what, what bothers me more than anything else about this show is i cannot follow it at all i can't keep up with their character names because i'm only i'm only i would say 40 percent invested <clears throat> okay there are four blonde doctors with hair passed to their most shoulders. of them hey I, hey tyler good news for you most of them will die i know they will. or or Catherine heigl will go off to do bridesmaids Catherine heigl just skipped work one day and they were like you're dead oh she's not dead we, is he's not dead is he died of breast cancer no she, I didn't. Thought. no she didn't oh she's off the show she's not coming back I oh she is much. though you think Catherine heigl will come back to Grey's anatomy uh, Catherine Heigl comes back to Grey's Anatomy after the season that you've seen, and she also apparently came back last season, like in 2019, to break Alex Karev and his wife up. We have a bona fide woman on the show who's not contributing to this conversation. This is my I favorite part. I have never seen Grey's Anatomy in my life, so uh, it'll, I it'll, can't. It'll, it'll Watching speak, Grey's Anatomy is... Mu- Scrubs is, is it'll the speak better directly to the cold black void that you call a heart. Yeah, what hospital dramas have you seen? Scrubs? Yeah, which is a comedy, but yeah, that's it. Whatever, there's the My Lunch episode drama uh, scrub stop that uh, hey house, hey tyler house? stop that you didn't have to bring that Please. up nobody made you bring you, that up did you watch house yeah okay uh um, anatomy is the, house so much i do want to make it clear Grey's anatomy is the worst hospital show ever well you've never watched er i have actually part of it it's better it's got george clooney oh does it i don't know yeah about ER. it's just Grey's Grey anatomy is so poorly show. written literally they're like we don't know how to have drama we're gonna mm, kill someone plane crash plane crash plane crash Plane crash. Plane crash. Shooting in a hospital. Yeah, Derek Shepard's gonna get shot and not die, and the girl with the pixie cut's gonna die instead of him. Cool. And everyone has Alzheimer's. And everyone has Alzheimer's. Everyone Richard Weber loves has Alzheimer's. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So movie theater. Yeah, I killed. I killed Regal. Um. All right. You should one... say that. You should do that in the voice of Belichick Lestrange saying, "I killed Sirius Black, but I killed Regal Cinemas." Do you know what I'm referring to? I do, but like, I can't. I, I killed. Sirius I tried to sum it up. A hell in a bottom Carter impression, and it didn't happen. Um, so I do want to say I have a funny story here. This is not quite the toothpaste and orange juice. It's just like an interesting thing. Um, behind my my apartment right now is a restaurant that is open for business. Okay, they have patio seating, and they are serving people on this patio. And I've kept my windows open the past couple days because it's been very nice out. And normally I don't hear anything particular from the restaurant. It's just kind of like a just a noise of like people existing. Just city noise. I live in the city. I live downtown. Uh, no- yeah. City noises. Right as I was about to come in here for recording, through the window, clear as day, as if somebody was standing next to me, I hear, um, do you guys have rumple mints? Or like anything that tastes like rumple mints? Because I can't tell the difference. Can't tell the, between rumple mints and what? <laughs> between <laughs> rumple mints and things that taste like rumple mints. And this is the I first, like. I don't know what like, that is. What is that? It's, it's. it's uh, peppermint schnapps. Yeah, it's peppermint oh. schnapps, but like fancy peppermint schnapps that will kill you. Oh. It's like. 120 proof no it's like 120 percent no what am i saying 120 proof yeah yeah yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, 120 proof. Uh, but yeah, so that's the first like single audible sentence I've heard uh, come through these windows. It's just, yeah, do you guys have rumple mints or anything that tastes like rumple mints? Because I can't tell the difference. I once... We had peppermint schnapps at my Christmas party. You were there. Uh, good it, time, Mary Claire. And I'm, I'm willing to bet this bar probably has DeKuyper peppermint schnapps that isn't going to get her drunk the way she wants it to. Cool. I remember a time when I would go out in public and drink with other people. There's a photo that I took of, of you and I drinking together. Well, it's just you drinking. <laughs> it's just actually. me. <laughs> <laughs> but I was there also drinking. Uh, eight months ago. Was it eight months ago? Seven months ago? RIP in peace. Yeah, I think. I don't know. Um, Are we done talking about the movie now? I don't know what to say. L- we are, I, yeah, I'm, I'm doing math over here. I feel bad Oh, I have because, the audience score. Do you? Uh, I literally just punched them all in. Yeah, I wrote, I, it in the, I, I wrote it in the document. Pull up your notes, Tyler. You see where it now it says MC score, Ethan score, Tyler score, audience score? No Also, way. I feel like I can't accurately score this because I don't think I have any representation in my mind of what a movie that is a 95 versus a 100 versus an 85 like I don't know these numbers mean so here's the interesting thing and, so I don't um, know how to how to rate it here's the interesting thing about the way we're doing the big board this year and I liked it last week and I kind of hate it this week because what is, there's what no world that? in which this movie is better than Stranger Than Fiction. I think this is so much better than Stranger it's Than Fiction. It's just not even close. It's not even close. The other ones, maybe. Not this one. Uh, oh, I, I disagree with you there. I'm like, pro- hey. I can tell you rated props, this in the 90s somehow. Props I, I love to you guys movie. for coming up with this new system because it hurt my brain trying to, I was like, they have so many numbers and so many percentages that they are that they are doing here for this new rating system and like we still still don't have it 100 percent figured out because i don't i'm not entirely sure how we're i'm not entirely sure how we're scoring your score in here she gets the rotten tomatoes audience score okay Uh, we we take out rotten tomatoes audience for the guest okay that sounds good wait what are the right maybe i should have looked that up first yeah i just don't know how to rate things so you you get five percent of the overall vote think that's fair well you are coming on for three episodes so you'll get more than five percent of the no i get five percent each time that doesn't mean more than five percent i don't think that's necessarily fair but you'll considering get, but you'll i get probably more... know more about lord of the rings than you guys do ah but you know less about how we feel about movies right you know you, you we, i know <laughs> you way more less. about movies than you do <laughs> I know way more about movies than you do. Seeing as this is the first movie you've ever seen that aged badly. I don't think the other, I don't know. I I go back and forth on this all the time where I'm like, did it age well? Did it age badly? I don't know. It's a movie to me is about how I feel about it. I'm like, yeah, it's a movie. It told a story. There are lots of characters. There's, oh wait, I want to go back to defending Viggo Mortensen for, 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 for a second. Because he's just, okay, I would also the... So we, I think some someone mentioned at some point that the action scenes don't hold up. However, the moment when he is fighting the Nazgul on Weathertop, and then when he is fighting that last orc um, at the end of the movie, when it's sh- and then oh my god, the shield that that pins him to the tree, and you're like, did he just get decapitated? And then he and and it's just him fighting this one orc, and then his mouth is all bloody, and then he chops his head off, and it it was great. It was great. And then and then okay, this is this is the only credit I'm gonna give to to Boromir's character ever. And it's that that last scene of Aragorn and Boromir talking is pretty great of and and just the fact that it's so sad that Boromir is basically his last thoughts are like, we are going to fail. 
and we are in Gondor's, even though Aragorn's like, I will not let Gondor fall. He is still like, his dying thoughts are, I have failed, Gondor is going to fall, and the ring is not going to get it to its final journey because I fucked up. (laughs) The end. (laughs) I will say this. When I say the action sequences haven't held up, I am specifically referring to the scene of Aragorn fighting the Nazgul. Oh. That is what has not held up. See, I would specifically refer to that dumb wizard fight. I mean, that too. (laughs) That dumb wizard fight. Oh my god. Let's see. Fellowship. I love the wizard fight where he's like... Spinning on his head? I actually love that because it's like, this is a kind of fight that that humans couldn't have. This has to be a magical battle. No, it was terrible. I I thought that was fantastic. changed my uh, score to a 95%. If I'm now representing aud- Rotten Tomatoes. Nope, nope, you can't change it. You got to lock That's it so in. Fair. I mean, you can you can change it if you need to. As it's so either we do have to do some amending. It actually may not be better than Stranger Than Fiction because we didn't have the rubric down correctly last week. Okay. So, we can amend like Stranger Than Fiction is missing a certain percentage of the score because we were missing, I think, Rotten Tomatoes audience, which pulled it down. Like we weren't missing it. I just didn't factor it in. So there was like 5% that didn't oh. count towards the total. So I had like the total number and then divided by 100, but I was missing a certain percentage of the ah. score. Uh, as it stands right now, before we go to that amendment, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring gets a bacon and egg score of 88, which is a whole number score. Tiebreaker score of 87.65. So if it goes to- Wild. <laughs> Why is that wild? That, that's that's our two films so far? Is an 88 and an 87.65? No, the tiebreaker score for Lord of the Rings, Fellowship oh. of the Rings. So that's the, What the, did Stranger the Fiction get? Before we do the amendment, it was an 83. 83. The tiebreaker of 82.85. I will say this. Uh, Bacon and Eggs audience rated this a, an 88, or an 89, I wrote it down as, but it is an 88.8 repeating, or a 1600 out of 1800. That's a this really good score. This is too much math. <laughs> like, when, when I tallied it all up, it ended up being a clean 1600. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, so what we need to do, Ethan, is if you can pull up the scores, I'll, I'll punch in again the Stranger Than Fiction scores and then... Oh, God. Yeah, I need to go find the Discord scores again? This is so much math. It's not that much math. We'll get better as it's we go more, on. It's more math than most podcasts have, I would argue. I love math. Math is a wonderful thing. Math is a really cool thing. So get off your ass and do some math. Math, 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 math. Math. Why can I not remember what you're quoting? It's School of Rock. School of Rock. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> then what is the answer, Martha? Eight. Eight. No, no, no. She says nine. And he's like, no, it's eight. And then she does it again. And she's, no, it's nine. Yes, I was just testing you. It's nine. <laughs> I don't know how to explain this to you, that this movie is all I've been thinking about for the last week. Do you know what's playing in my head right now? That TikTok song that's like, I'm spinning like a ballerina. Combined with some random music from Lord of the Rings. Combined with, I woke up this morning with the lemonade stand song stuck in my head of like, a duck walks up to a lemonade lemonade stand. And he said to the man, run in the stand. Hey, got Got any any grapes? I had that in my head. The man said, no, we just sell lemonade. So there was a discrepancy somewhere because the uh, the Stranger Than Fiction score went down five (laughs) hundredths. 
<laughs> it went from 82.85 to 82.8. So the way we calculated things has changed in the past week. Okay. To break down the rubric for you, listener, again, it is 25% my score, 25% Ethan's score, 25% your score, and then 15% Rotten Tomatoes critic score, 5% Metacritic, and then 5% either the Rotten Tomatoes audience or the guest we have that. My rating for two towers is whatever makes it the best one. <laughs> <laughs> I would give it a six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, six. Yeah, Tyler gives it a six, Ethan gives it a 600 out of 100. <laughs> uh, all scores are tallied by their or their whole number. So if you leave us a score that's like 64.4, it's just a 64. A 64.5 is a 65. Is a 65. We can round up. We sure can, but not if it doesn't warrant rounding up. What? I think there were teachers in high school who'd be like, yeah, I do double rounding, which is not a thing. But they'd be like, yeah, four rounds up to five, five rounds up to 10. There you go. <laughs> no, they would do like a four. I'll give you an 84.5, which rounds up to 85. And it just doesn't. 84. Yeah, 84.5 rounds up to 85. Yes, that's what that they would do. The, yeah. But it doesn't. I don't know. Doesn't. That makes sense to me because the, the, <laughs> the 0.45 rounds up to 0.5 and then the... F- but it doesn't, though. <laughs> it rounds up to... It rounds down all of it. Yeah, the whole and you know thing what? And you know down. what? Teachers always be like, I double round and it never once, not in high school or college, worked in my favor. Yeah. You got an 84.45, that rounds down to an 84, which rounds down to an 80 flat. Yep. So... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Seven point scales, man. Why did we do that? Why was that a thing? It was awful. An 80 was a C. <laughs> yeah, like a anything below C. 70 fail. Why? Uh, they, anyway, they Mary Clay, where can it. we find you on the internet? Um... Just well, follow me. I don't know. I'm there. Well, first, hey, I just want to say that, like, I feel I feel really bad because I feel like we were super negative about all of this, and I I don't know. I just want to put out a, a general disclaimer that I actually have enjoyed these movies a lot more than I was complaining about in this hour and a half question mark um, hour and forty five minutes actually. We, we so filled I, it. So I guess um, uh, I guess if you want to hear more positive thoughts about Viggo Mortensen. Um, and Tom Bombadil and more, you can go to Tolkien About Pod. Follow that on Instagram and Twitter. And then that's what I'm talking about has new episodes every Tuesday. The first movie episode with Ethan just came out this past Tuesday as you're listening to this. And I will continue covering the movies through the end of this year. I am watching these <laughs> movies for the next oh. two months. Uh, listeners, I do just want to say on the piggyback of that, um, I think I gave this movie a six or 7.6 out of 10. And I don't feel the need to apologize for that at all. That's very high. There's a I lot wrong a with this movie. There's, there's much more right with it. About about 76% of it. But there's a lot wrong with it. There's a lot more wrong with it than a lot of movies. Yeah, but when, when you say you're general feeling is a positive one of this movie yeah absolutely i did say that a couple times i do genuinely like this movie i genuinely do not love this movie yeah i would say the same for me i don't i don't think i i don't think i could say that about any of these movies so i may very well say that next week about i might give two towers a 96 or 95 whatever tyler gave this one but i can't in good conscience do that for this movie i loved it loved everything about it there's a lot of hobbit moments it's too much hobbits for me yeah, yeah. hobbits are the, the worst. Hobbits. The worst part of fantasy. Hobbits are the best part of fantasy. They're the, they're the innocent there's no, bystanders. There's they no make hobbits fantasy in Game of so Thrones. valuable. This is so why Tyler doesn't depth. like Game of Thrones. There's no it's hobbits in Game exactly of Thrones. Exactly why I don't like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is garbage. It's not. Uh, it's just mm, not. It's because the mm, hobbits are, are all ending. Hufflepuffs and Tyler is a Hufflepuff. They're and he likes seeing himself represented in media. I don't know, man. It had about as good of an ending as Eagles. 
you know, I had a great ending. The uh, first Halo, where they leave on the pillar of autumn. Um, Next week, we get to talk to Mary Clay Watt about Lord of the Rings, the two towers, and about all of the memes. And all oh. of the memes from Lord of the Rings are from that movie. Actually, no. I would argue more of them were from this movie, because there was one does not simply. Um, mm. There, Frodo yeah, says, but- tell me, Gandalf, tell me news of the outside world. That's a more recent meme. Um, right, uh, but like, Elrond. two towers spawned. They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. Okay, yes. Elrond says, like, potato. Says, like, Potatoes. you were not, Boy, like. Boy, mash them, y- stick them in a stew. Boy, mash them, stick them in a stew. Elrond says, you were not. His line is like, you were not there 3,000 years ago. That's a meme. And um, when you're in the community, everything's a meme. Right. But like before there were internet memes, there was, they're taking the hobbits to Isengard, to Isengard, to Isengard. Oh, man. That predates guys. I want to yeah. play for you guys. YTMND. A, that was like a flash movie on Newgrounds. Wait, 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 hang on. I need to play. Oh, we also get to talk about Oliphants. Well, mostly that'll be during Return of the King. They definitely happen in Two Towers because that's after the the potato scene. I know they happen in Two Towers, but it happens more in Return of the King. They have much more of a presence in Return of the King. We get to talk about Frodo pretending to be a rock. Which is something that they just because they're give. I think that's an extended edition thing because they're give. They're all given the cloaks when they leave Lorien, and you can tell because they have the little leaf brooch around their necks. And it's mentioned that these cloaks are like special camouflage material from the elves to help you blend in with your yeah. surround. Like literally, whatever your surrounding is. Yeah. And that's not told in the movie. And then they get to the second one, and they're like, "Not idly do the leaves of Lorien fall." And I'm like, "Really? Did they show your work?" Anyway, you're playing something for us. Uh, anyway, uh, this has been Bacon and Eggs. Our graphics are by Vishen Brandon, graphite.vmb on Instagram. Our music is by Andrew Scott Bell, andrewscottbellmusic.com. Uh, she's been Mary Clay Watt. I've been Ethan Angel. He's been Tyler Carlin. Until next week, Arriva Derchi. Aragorn!